Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. Welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And today I'm uh, joined by the gorgeous Nicole Walters. Um, who is an author, a podcaster, motivational speaker, and has a new book called Nothing is Missing, The Guide to Starting Fresh. So welcome to Divorce Not Dead. Thank you for having me, Caroline. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you are the perfect guest because this is, well, your whole mantra is how divorce has allowed you to sort of unapologetically, sorry, I can never say the word, be yourself, which is exactly how I feel. And it's who you've always meant to be. And I love this, what you've actually written, which is you were always meant to be a wife, just not in the marriage you were in. And I think so many of us relate to that. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like there's this weird misconception that, you know, divorce is associated with failure versus evolving into a better version of yourself. And, you know, I would never wish that anyone stays in a relationship that they feel doesn't continue to serve them or their partner. And while it's difficult and it's hard, you know, so is starting a business and becoming a mom and we survive these hard things and hopefully come out better because of it. I actually think you're completely right. I think that divorce is actually a catalyst or kind of like being a caterpillar in in a way for so Mm -hmm. many good things in your life because it's so easy in a way to stay in a marriage, you know? Oh, Yes what you know it's like you know if you want to like have your own life you can do that you know you can That's right. you know run around your husband easily and I don't I'm not talking affairs here women. you know that. no just in general living your life independently like two separate unions units within one home you know but that's not how marriage is designed to be not an effective one lots of people do live like that and then and then there's no way to change and actually live in this terrible state which I've said is always the worst state is limbo it's fear of the unknown. We talk ourselves round of not getting divorced, but actually you are as well saying it was the absolute best thing that happened to you. So take us through a little bit about your story. Sure. Absolutely. So, you know, 
it's it's easy to go to the beginning where I first got married, but I knew after a year that I probably wasn't in the right marriage. But because of who I am and how I show up in the world, I was determined to fix it. I was going to stay and I don't quit anything. So, you know, we were together for 12 years. But what was interesting was after about seven years in that marriage where you know, my business had grown progressively, he'd grown, but we hadn't had children, even though that was something I wanted to do, which I think is pretty telling. I had the opportunity to adopt three girls and I met them on the side of a street in Baltimore while their mother was panhandling and, you know, asking for money. They were ages three, 11 and 14 at the time. And it's amazing. And I think a lot of mothers can relate to this. Sometimes we can't do for ourselves, but we certainly can do for our children. And that was a yeah. Explain a little bit more. So, sure. Mother, while she was on the street asking for money. Yes, correct. She was begging. And so I pulled over to kind of say, you know, what's happening. And, you know, she told me she needed food and she had two more girls at home. She had a three year old with her at the time. So I got them food and then I took her home and met the other two girls that were 11 and 14 at the time. And I asked them what they needed and they said groceries. And so I said, I'll come back the next day with groceries. And I talk about this in my book, Nothing is Missing, just sort of doing the next right thing. And that's what happened. You know, it started off with groceries and then it became, we need help with homework and we need shoes that don't have holes in them. And I just kept showing up over the course of the next month. And then their mother told me she was going to be incarcerated for addiction issues amongst other things. And so once she told me she'd be gone for a year and that, you know, the state may take the kids or, you know, she doesn't know what was going to happen. She signed them over to me and I became a mom at 28 to an, a three-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old. And after a year when she came out, it just seemed better that they were there <laughs> with me. And that was 10 years ago. And so I'm a mom to three girls. And during that time frame, not only have I experienced divorce, my middle one had stage four cancer which she's fine now, thank God. And my oldest one, you know, went into treatment and recovery and she's now about 175 days sober. So, you know, it's been a crazy go of it for the past decade. But what's crazy is after dealing with all of that, I still decided that I wanted to get divorced. And it was because there's nothing like going through the trials and the tribulations of life to realize that life is so deeply short and the experience and the exposure that I give my children should absolutely include true love. And that's what I'm seeking. And that's what I found. You know, I'm very happy to be in a new relationship, but I have no regrets. So I, I just can't get my head around how you meet three children and after a month end up adopting them. Like, I mean, as I said, I have three kids and there is right. enough. And oh, I yes, I'm trying to give them away now. Trust me. <laughs> I gave birth to mine, so I can't give mine away. You know, I how like you just went home and did, like I mean, what what I can't get my head around how you do that and say right, right, right. So I mean, one that's the reason for the book, you know, because I think a lot of people are wondering how do you do these big things. I mean, I I quit my corporate job live on air in front of ten thousand people and launched my business oh my. and scaled it to a million dollars in five months. I right. left my divorce after having a popular TV show, knowing that it would cost me a second season. I mean, I do big things because I'm not afraid of fresh starts because I know that it's better on the other side because you're living in truth. So okay. with these girls, it was about doing the next right thing. I completely believe you always do better on the other side. 
Uh, yes. But, you know, most people don't put their money where their mouth is. But, you know, mm-hmm. on three children, when you're getting divorced and you didn't have a million dollar business at the time. It, no, I did not. I had $24 in my bank account when I when I did that. Did the kids want to go with you? Like, yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah. So just for some context, you know, it's not like it happened overnight. Over those 30 days, what happened was, you know, in the beginning it was, well, what are your grades like? Well, we're not doing so well. Okay. Well, I'll stop by your school and I'll ask your teachers what's going on. You know, just in a very, I I came in with the context of almost mentorship, you know, kind of like big brother, big sister supportive. But what happened was needs kept being revealed, you know, places where I could stand in the gap were there, you know, so, oh, well, what's going on right now? We're hungry. Okay, no problem. Come over. I'll make some dinner. Oh, we're not doing well in school. Well, why not? Well, all the homework requires a computer and Wi-Fi and we don't have that. Well, I do. So how about I pick you up after school? We get your homework done and then I'll take you back, you know, with a, with a meal and your homework done. And then you start realizing, and I think I know this now on the other side as a full-time mom, that parenting when kids need it is so much more than just hitting the marks of a meal and homework. It's, you know, can you help me talk about what's going on with my body? Like I'm changing into a young woman. Can you help me figure out what's going on with this peer at school? Thinking about my future, you know, what am I going to do for a living? And once we started having those conversations, I realized that there was more shaping than could be done in just an after school support. And so one thing just sort of led to the next, you know, but they and that's how I ended up. It was shaping you. Well, one of the advantages of a memoir is you get to go back to the beginning. So the book does start with me growing up in Washington, D.C., the child of two African immigrants that came here to the U.S. And, you know, they were really committed to teaching me to take everything that I can and run with it and recognize that, you know, America is the one place where you can, you know, clean an office and you can have your name on the side of one, you know, in the same lifetime. And so that was the energy that I was bringing to it. And I've always been that person. If I see a problem, what can I do to help? Even if it's minuscule, you know, what can I do? And sometimes that gets me into a lot of trouble. There was the season of dogs where I adopted literally like 10 dogs because they kept finding strays. I mean, I get into trouble. (laughs) So the thing. Well, the dogs. (laughs) Well, I mean, what happened is I readopted them, I rehomed them, I ended up keeping four. So, so, and they were all seniors, so I didn't have them for long. I've got three dogs too, and that is a lot of work. It is, it is. But it's all worthy, right, Caroline? Like, no regrets, you know? Like, I, it's, it's crazy, it's chaos, right? It's not sane, but I'm so happy I've done it. No, and I love them all. And then I, I think to myself, mm-hmm. I'd love to be a better person. I do a lot of like charity, but it's like oh, mm-hmm. far from me, right? So like mm-hmm. I go and help and I go and see people and I build sure. things and I, I love that. But I haven't, you know, I, I look at you and it's 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 amazing, like really amazing because I always think, and I had this conversation with my husband, whether I could adopt somebody mm-hmm. or, you know, because I have a beautiful home and I would love, mm-hmm. you know, and even animals and, and it's, And then you you worry about, you know, from childhood trauma, maybe these horror stories. And so like to actually do it and to go all the way through and go from no children at 28 to having three with $24. I mean, I'm just, my hair is on it. I just don't even know. But Caroline, let's just be fully transparent. Part of being 28 is you're really dumb. You know what I mean? I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) You know what I mean? I literally was like, okay, well, you guys need school clothes. I'll get you school clothes. You guys need food. Well, let's just make some spaghetti. You know, I was just kind of handling it. And, you know, that's kind of the 
well, maybe mm-hmm. the lack of thought or the lack, the lack of, of thought, you know, like living in, a, you know, a bubble at this stage is, is uh, I always say, you know, sometimes, you know, lack of knowledge is, is in a way power because you like, you know, yes. some ignorance is bliss. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Sometimes we overthink and, you know, analyze things and actually it's not as hard. I mean, I'm sure it's hard, but you know, no, no, but it's not as hard. I mean, it's kind of like divorce. If I knew what the worst moments of divorce would feel like, I might not have done it. But the fact that I experienced those worst moments while I was already separated, already going through it, it was easier to push through to the other side. And I'm glad that I didn't know, you know, because once I was already in it, I could handle it. Let's take a little break from the show. And today's episode comes from Honey Love and the reviews are in. Honey Love came out on top for the best wedding day shape wherever. We all know wedding season is upon us, and this is the ad you've been waiting for. It's got targeted compression. It never rolls down. Posture support, booty smoothing. I mean, you can't really ask for more, can you, ladies? Whether you're a bride, a guest, or looking for everyday fit, Honey Love is your go-to for shapewear. It's revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. This is key for me. And you'll immediately feel the difference. We have an exclusive offer for all my listeners so you'll get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com forward slash DND. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash DND. Honey Love's best superpower short is the go-to. Now, I have this one. It's got targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas that you want more support and need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves, and it's designed to work on your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from the stomach to the thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. And there's no more worry about rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. There is nothing more irritating than being in a dress, running around on it during the day, doing your thing and it rolling down and you constantly having to fiddle with it. It's also a booty lifter, ladies, which is amazing. A natural booty lifter. It gives your bottom an amazing shape. They have bodysuits with 360 bonded compression, and they smooth your tummy and hips. They also have built-in bust supports without underwire. Yep, no underwire, which is unheard of, again, and something that I'm over the moon about because every time I wash my underwire bras, they all pop out. I find that so uncomfortable. And at the end of the day, I just want to rip my bra off. These are so comfortable. Honey Love is more than just um, sculpt wear. It's 100% cotton. And so there's no need to have extra undies. It's got an easy panty area so that you can just go to the bathroom and undo the middle section, which again, game changer. No more pulling bodies aside and struggling to get them down in the middle of the day. And they have incredibly comfortable bras, tanks, leggings for everyday support. They really have everything covered. It's just as easy to put on as it is to take off. And shapewear just shouldn't be this hard. So they've made it just super easy to look good, feel good, whether it's for a wedding or an event or just to boost your confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off honeylove.com 
forward slash DD. Use your exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com forward slash DD. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Let's take a little break from the show and talk about Western Hotels. With over 200 destinations around the world, Western Hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine while traveling. This, for me, is a game changer. With signature offerings to help you move, eat, and sleep well, Western Hotels make a travel opportunity to enhance your well-being, not detract from it, which um, is key for someone like me who's always on the move. At Western Hotels, you can work out how you want. They have a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. So maintain your focus in Western workout fitness studios that are equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. You can get moving on a group run by Western's Run Concierge, a running guide or buddy, which makes it so easy for you to explore the local areas. This, I think, is amazing because if you're new to an area and you're running on your own, it's easy to get lost or end up in the wrong place or, you know, it's scary. So to have a running body and a run concierge, I think, is so clever. Run like a local. There'll be three and five mile scenic run maps, which make it easy for you to find and explore the best route on foot. Or just do your own thing with the workout and recovery gear available through demand through Weston's gear lending program. Again, genius. If you're on the move and you don't want to carry all your workout gear, they'll lend it to you and you simply just give it back. Customize your workout while you go on with Hyper Ice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. Eat well also with Weston's Eat Well menu designed with foods that make sure you meet your nutritional needs. So basically, Western chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind. Choose what's right for you and the desired portion size and nutritional balance. Western makes it easy for you to continue to nourish your health no matter where you are in the world. Lastly, you can recharge your body and mind with a restorative sleep in Western's renowned heavenly bed. I actually do this at home. Every single night, I put lavender balm on my pillow. It eases my tension and soothes your senses and you sort of just drift on into a gorgeous sleep. And I love that a hotel has actually thought about the little things because it really does make a difference, especially if you're on a work trip and you're stressed. It's amazing. At Western Hotels, there are amenities, offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, sleep well, so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next stay at Western. Western Hotels is also part of Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and an award-winning travel program. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so take me through it. So the children move in. Mm -hmm. At this point, you're married? I'm still married, yes. I remained married for another seven years after that. Oh my God, so you come home with three kids. 
Yes. And your husband said, I mean, because I was wondering if that was the catalyst for the divorce, but obviously <laughs> It wasn't. Surprisingly, it wasn't. Like I said, I've known for seven years prior to that, that I was going to get divorced, but it definitely changed the dynamic. And I would say it honestly changed the dynamic for the better, which the better meaning that I had something else to focus on. You know, I had an additional drive, you know, I knew that I had these, these little people that I made a promise to never leave and to take care of, you know, so I was going to do that. But, you know, it, it absolutely was a stressor and an additional weight, you know, on the relationship, but it provided a lot of clarity. It's that statement I said earlier, sometimes we do for our kids where we won't do for ourselves. How did he handle it? Because, you know, I always say that I'm in a normal marriage, you know, I was in a normal marriage, obviously with our children. And I always say that, you know, a lot of the stress that we had came from, you know, kids, obviously, and not agreeing mm-hmm. on certain things, but they were our sure. kids. You came home without consulting him, I presume, with three children. Well, no, he, so he was there. And one of the things I've always been very good about for the entire course of our relationship was that because I grew up, my husband grew up with means. He didn't grow up, you know, his, his parents were well-to-do. And I didn't, I grew up with nothing. I slept on a couch until I was 12, you know, and I sometimes I didn't have enough food. So, uh, I knew what it was like to be my daughters. You know, I knew what it was like to grow up in poverty. And I also knew what that it was like to have someone come into your life and say, they're going to help you, but not follow through. So I was able to communicate with my husband very well and saying, look, you know, we're reach, we're going to reach different stages in this relationship. And at each stage, we have an opportunity to sort of stay where we are and support in that capacity. But if we go to the next level, then we will need to to commit to that because it's a whole other type of trauma to come into someone's life in a volunteer support capacity and then leave. So I always communicated with them and said, so for instance, when we were just sort of mentoring and getting them after school, I said, you know, we can stay here, but I've identified this need. If we go to this next level where maybe they're staying with us Monday through Friday, and then we take them home on the weekends, then that's where we, we have to stay. We can't ever step back from that support, you know? And if we decide that we're going to move to a new school district and have the kids full time, that's where we have to stay. We can't step back from there. And so that was, we always had stages where we were able to adjust. Yeah. I always say to, you know, that Kids had a very big impact on my marriage, mm-hmm. arguing on different things. And obviously, mm-hmm. one's always big, good cop, bad cop. All of these yep. can stress a relationship. And I can't even imagine if it must be harder if the children aren't yours. Or, <laughs> right, right. You know, like in a relationship, because, you know, although you, sure. you feel like they are now, 100% mm-hmm. 10 years on. We didn't plan for it, right. It was an unexpected variable. To go from no kids to three with, you know, mm-hmm. no connection, no birthing process. It's a big thing. Just three humans up in your house, you know. For sure, for sure. I do think that, you know, and as people will read in the book, you know, it is reflective of our personalities. And I don't say this in a judgmental way of where he is, but he's more of the go along, get along type, you know, and I'm more of the driven plan action. What are we doing? How are we choosing? What is the weight of how we show up in this world type? And that kind of is how this happened, you know, where he was like, okay, sure, let's do it, you know, but 
maybe not with the awareness or knowledge and the immediacy of what we were signing up for, you know? And for me that I just, I just take my little babies very seriously, you know? And so, and not that he didn't, but you know, it worked for a while and then it didn't, you know, within seven years after having the kids, you know, I built a multi-million dollar business. I had a TV show, a top podcast. We moved to this massive home and, you know, our lives changed dramatically. And it was at that point where, you know, I've got a kid in college, I've got a kid, you know, like everything was fine. That's actually kind of the crazy part was everyone was doing well and we were both still really unhappy, which I mean, a lot of people I imagine say that. No, that happens, you know, like and that you think that money is going to solve your problem. Right. It's very interesting you said that because people always strive to get more money because if they had more money, this is in their mind, everything mm-hmm. would be perfect. And mm-hmm. I think it's that wasn't it. No, it's very money is a tool, but it doesn't. Yes. Happiness and it doesn't solve. Yes. Problems. And I think that that's a very important message that you're you're spreading. I mean, mm-hmm. explain to me then, like you quit your job because also having three kids and having to provide them, yes. for them must be terrifying. Like how terrifying. do you decide to to quit your normal job. And I mean, thankfully, mm-hmm. obviously, not only are you a saint, but you're a bloody genius. Um, <laughs> you're so kind. You're very kind. Tell me. You're very kind. No, at the time, I was an executive for a large corporation, and I was one of the youngest executives in my division. So I was doing well for myself. We just had a lot of debt, and we, you know, my I made a lot of money, just didn't go far, you know? And so what happened when I got three girls was, I said, okay, well, I have a 14-year-old that's going to need to go to college and I have no college savings funds. I've got a three-year-old that won't even be looking at school for three years, you know, and I can't afford daycare as an additional expense. And so it just became a situation where I realized I needed to both have more flexibility in my time and I needed to generate more revenue quickly and my paycheck just wouldn't suffice. And I didn't want to move these kids from one version of suffering into another. So, you know, I trusted myself, you know, as, as, as crazily again, 28, (laughs) like, why not? Right. You know, I knew that I'd been consulting for corporations and if I'd even taken just five clients a year, that I'd be able to have the time and generate more revenue. So I quit my job and I started taking private clients consultatively, you know, with business development, financial planning, things of that sort under my own firm. And I made $11,000 in one week. And when that happened, I said, okay, if I can scale this sufficiently and maybe offer a variety of like a product suite, like I would for a corporation, then I can probably generate even more money and passively as well. And so that's what I started doing. And then I coupled that with, I'm going to share this journey online because people rarely get to see someone from the moment they quit and start entrepreneurship. The internet is very big on showing you the after and they don't always show you the before. So I just started, you know, going live and telling people like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This was a decade ago before people were really doing that saying, hey, I'm starting a business. I do have three kids. I am a hot mess. You know, I need to figure out what I'm doing, but I've got to, you know, make money so I can take care of these babies and no one's coming to save me. So I got to do it myself. And people started tuning in and it helped me get clients. And within five months, I'd made a million dollars. And then within a year, I'd hit multi-million and, you know, headquarters, employees, and everything's going great. And so now I have an office here in Beverly Hills. I live in LA and my kids are with me. Now, granted, you know, divorce is a heck of a financial fresh start. But one thing I always try to tell women, and I think, you know, if anyone's listening and has gone through this or is going through it, one of the beautiful things about generating money 
and getting back to good when you are going through divorce is your ability to make money is never part of the settlement. Your talent and your skills are never on the table and that never, ever leaves. So it may be stuff, but everything you need is still with you. Nothing's missing. I think that's another very important point because I have a lot of friends that find it very hard to let go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the one thing that I've always had and know and always been good at, regardless of anything, is I can restart. And I yes. I have no shame in the start again. I, I, I mean, I hit a very bad time a year and a bit ago. I was eight years in a law case. So it was between me going bankrupt and him. All my cash went to lawyers. And, you know, I, I kind of started again. And I can't believe, like... Mm-hmm not in your league, but like I've done really well for where I am for a year and a half to getting back on my, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so happy about it. And actually, you know, although that, that eight years was really terrible, I learned mm-hmm. so much and I learned that I can get through anything. And I think, you know, that's, what's so great. You're a survivor. And, you know, maybe if you hadn't taken that chance at 28 and maybe if you hadn't a husband, job then you wouldn't have this giant company and the freedom to do what you want to do and put your kids through school because that's right it was it's survival mode I think we have an amazing mm-hmm. way of just being able to get into survival mode mm-hmm. well and I also I mean it's the mindset that you're discussing here of saying you know I can do it again and that's what I talk about in the book is that it's not just I think financial is the thing that's the easiest one to to use as an example because it's like oh I lost all the money in this stuff and I have to get it back but you often have to start over with how you see yourself you know with divorce I came out of it and I said do I I even asked do I still want to be a wife is that even who I am or is that something that I just fell into and it's nice because you know with my new uh, fiance I was able to say yes I want this it's not something that I fell into or felt was appropriate in that season. You know, I live in LA now. Why? Because that's where I wanted to be, you know, and it makes sense with work, you know, and I think that one of the things, it almost made me teary hearing you talk about it, you know, with going through some of these like long legal cases or feeling like you have to start fresh over and over again, you start realizing and appreciating that the one thing that matters is getting good at starting over. And that's what I talk about in this book. We worry about being the best in business, the best mom, the best wife, having our best body. Look, those things will all come and go. But if you can start fresh, you can always get back to good. Let's take a little break from the show. And a little while ago, Sergio and I came up with, well, it's about a year ago now, I guess we've been coming up with a new brand that we're about to launch, Bust the Label. And we had no way idea where to get started. And that's why I'm so glad we found Shopify. You hear that sound? It's the sound of a sale you're missing out on right now because you're not selling on Shopify. And what does it sound like if you're on Shopify? Cha-ching! So much better. Start selling today with Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run and grow your business without a struggle. Shopify puts you in control of all your sales. So whether you're selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person POS system or offering organic olive oil on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, We've got you covered. 
And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn your browsers into buyers. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and is Shopify's truly global force powering Allbirds, Rothy's, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 170 countries. It's a no-excuse business partner. Sell without needing to code, design, just bring your best ideas, and Shopify will help you open. Its award-winning service is there to support you every step of the way. It really is a possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dnd, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dnd and take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash dnd. Let's get back to the show. And I think it's ego. A lot of us have ego. And I think, you know, I... I have failed publicly. I've started again publicly. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of things that I, you know, shouldn't have recovered from, like marrying a 28-year-old, yes. being 43, mm -hmm. you know, right now, and mm -hmm. he's on top of some, you know, young girl, and I'm meant to be <laughs> crying in the corner. My guy's younger too, so I understand, but also good good on us. <laughs> I started my podcast. I want to do, I really wanted to do motivational speaking because I was, I was about to do that and then COVID hit. And so obviously. Sure. Went, um, you absolutely should. What I can tell you, Caroline, is that I, and I think you'll relate to this when going through divorce, one of the things I looked for were lights. I looked for anyone who could be a light for where I was going, even if they were three steps ahead of me. If you were still standing, I knew I could still stand. And the idea that you could tell your story to women who are, I mean, which you do that so much here, but I mean, in person, in the flesh, to be able to say, okay, Caroline is standing there and heck, it looks like she showered today. So that is one thing I know I can do. <laughs> you know, like is It is powerful. But I, I feel that that's, you see, I wonder if that's divorce or the person because, mm -hmm. you know, you've done that in every aspect of your life. And if I look at myself and really think back, you know, divorce was one, a great thing for me in the end because it taught me mm -hmm. so much, but it's not the, you know, I've, I've had businesses that, you know, have been amazing and failed. I've had so many, you know, that law case I, things. And I, you have come over, overcome so much adversity that you shouldn't have been able to recover from and you shouldn't right. be where you are. To the rest of the world, they would have gone, you know, like no one walks down the street, 28, picks up three kids, goes home, right. has $24 <laughs> and then ends up in a Beverly Hills mansion yeah. with a million dollar company having got divorced. Right. Oh, I mean, and of course, the humility of it is that, you know, every day I work. Yeah, you're like one in a gazette. It's mm -hmm. a main story. Like you can't make this up. It's a movie. Right. No. And it is insane. And I think that is the part where it's very interesting because I've shared the whole thing online. Yeah. So what makes it different is that every single moment has been documented. So it, it makes it real because people are able to say, no, I remember how often I used to see you pitch your product. I so so it's not that you just magically got it. I recognize that there is a formula to it, you know, and I see the moment where you went to CAA and said, you know, you can either sign me or you can be the company that turned down the next Oprah, you know, and, and, you know, we know, Nicole, that you went out there and got it and did it. And if we only do 1% of what you did, our life can literally be improved. You know, we don't, you don't have to do what I did because this is my life, you know, but 
the idea, if the one thing that comes out of this conversation is you say, you know what, maybe I will try to take a speaking gig before the end of the year. One, speaking is very financially lucrative. I get paid five figures for 45 minutes, you know? So that's a huge blessing when you're trying to rebuild and support your family and things of that sort. But I'm a big believer that when God has delivered you from suffering, he's doing it so that you can take that message and deliver others who remain in that suffering. And the idea that you can put people in a room and say, Caroline, look, like I'm sharing my story and it'll be different for you. But every moment you look at me here, living, breathing, and moving, you know that it is possible to survive. That alone is powerful. The amount of DMs I get from women since I've started sharing my divorce journey and the nothing is missing journey. People in my DMs saying, I'm going through this now, or I'm trying to decide if I should file. You know how it looks, you know? They're like, Nicole, I thought you were perfect. I thought this was fine, but this is the moment where we're connecting. This is the moment where I can tell that you could help me. And it's just so powerful. It's so, so powerful. So I think you're right. I, the same for me. I think Instagram, the trouble is Instagram is so one dimensional, right? So you, it is. So you only see the good. And when I, uh, when I started my podcast, I, I suppose everyone sort of really enjoyed, I think my first one was called, I now pronounce you ex-wife. My, me going on a rant about how I felt and you know you even lose friends you leave friends you lose sure your position in life especially with where I come from you, you know the way I'm living my life just isn't done so yep. I think you know you people really do look I get recognized more now for my podcast than anything else that I do. that's right and people really do connect because they think they could be you and I I, I end up talking mm-hmm. to people all the time that want me to answer their pro- problems and I'm always saying look I'm not a therapist I, I'm not qualified Right. I can tell you from experience. And I think that that, you know, that's invaluable. And you're, you're right. Like, I mean, I could listen to you all day because <laughs> no, it's really inspiring. It's really inspiring. I'm starting my small, my, my company now, Sergio and I are launching oh. our bust the labels. So I can't wait to send you some. I love that. It's bust the label because we're just, look, you know, we're not, we, we don't fit in a box because we're not like Yes, we don't. We don't. And that's good. I think that that is also a post-divorce mindset. You know, I always talk about people saying that when I'm going through divorce meant that I was pushing towards truth. I wanted to live a life that was even more honest, even more in integrity. And continuing to be in my marriage as it was set up was one where I was still happy. People say, but you seem so happy. And, you know, is all that fake? No, I was. You can have a beautiful, happy marriage that still isn't all that it needs to be. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to pursue everything that you get. And so I love this idea of breaking out of the box because that's what I did. I said, look, I'll leave everything behind to find out what is the truest fit because I don't have to have the label of wife as it was defined for me. I can make my own. And that's you know? exactly what I'm doing with this brand and I feel like powerful very right because you know you could stay I had a great marriage too I had a lovely marriage mm-hmm. with a man that didn't treat me badly who you know was mm-hmm. I just you know we just went in different directions and it's as simple as that's right and I I could have scooched through life and yes. I don't know where I would have been but I'm very happy where I am now and you know actually looking at what you what doors you could have closed by not making these bold decisions in life. And was I say, standing on a cliff and literally shitting yourself before you jump. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, look at what you would have missed. I mean, oh, and that is, when you think about that, which is so 
crazy because people sometimes, I, and I say this guiltily, when I was on the other side of divorce, looking at divorcees, I was like, there is no way their life is better. They have less stuff. They're working harder. They're single moms. There's no way. But what people don't recognize is the price of peace. The price of laying your head down every night, knowing that you've made your choices and it wasn't chosen for you. I always say the most expensive thing I ever bought was freedom. Freedom to be yes. who I want to be. Yes. And it's worth it. I would do it 10 times over, you know, and, and it's so interesting because I think that divorce is always not, it's, they feel like we're romanticizing it, but it's not, you know, I, I'm a proponent of marriage. You know, I love being married. I love being a wife. I love unions. I love love, you know, and I, I'm always trying to, I wish people would stay together, but I would never in a million years tell anyone to stay in something that does not serve them whether it is a career, whether it is a marriage, whether it is a friendship. And the idea that people put limitations around what we deserve, you know, like some of the languaging I heard, because again, my life is public and has been, you know, was, oh, you, she got too good for that marriage, or she thinks she's better than that marriage, you know, and things of that sort. And it was interesting because at first it hurt because I was like, I really don't think that that's not even what it is. But then I realized, even if that were true, are you saying that it is appropriate for a woman to stay in a situation they've outgrown just because that's what they deserve? Yes. And you, that's what you've determined they deserve. Yes. That's, that's terrible. You make that commitment when you're young. You should go all the way through. And I just, I hate that about marriage. That marriage is about I hate life and compromise. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't mind compromising sometimes, but like, I don't want to sacrifice my life. I, I've only got Absolutely. sacrifice my life for what? So that we absolutely, and I, I always say to people, if you've thought about it multiple times, then you know it's it's not going away. There isn't a therapist that mm-hmm. can talk me back into it. You know, you can maybe talk mm-hmm. you back into it for a certain period of time, but you're just prolonging the agony. You know, like that's right. If if you feel it, follow it. You know, it, the, your yep. gut never leads you wrong. Oh, and that's so good. I mean, one of my mantras for the year is listening to my intuition because I've never known a person who listened to their gut and said, man, that was way wrong. (laughs) You know, people always don't listen to their gut and they have the greatest regrets. And I can tell you, I, you know, probably stayed in my marriage seven years too long, you know, than I needed to. And I don't regret it because a lot happened during that time frame that was required for growth. You know, sometimes there are other things that move and shift, you know, that prepared me to leave. Everything happened as it should. But what I can tell you is that during the process of divorce, I probably grew 10 times as much as I did during those last seven years of marriage. You know, just that short window of, you know, it wasn't as short as it should have been, but that short window of, you know, separation and paperwork and legal and navigating. I mean, I grew tenfold because everything was dictated by me. I was deciding what I wanted to do. I was shaping my life and I was doing with consideration of me versus considering, well, will this person be okay? And will that person be okay? It's just me and my babies. What what do we do so that we're at our best version of self? And I can tell you if, you know, anyone who's listening, who's in that spot and wondering, it's a powerful exercise. And you can, I could have done that for free within my marriage. You know, what would it look like if I had to create a world for me and my babies that was independent of a partnership that I feel tied to? And if you start doing that exercise and it looks pretty good, 
you know, all you have to do is find the way. And there is a way that exists. There's no one who has been through it that doesn't look that has doesn't look like you or hasn't had harder circumstances than you. And the other side is better. You could have a hot 28-year-old husband. That can happen for you. I think <laughs> about like what's the worst case scenario? And I was like, oh, the worst case scenario, I'm in a small apartment with a flip down bed. Because I was in, you know, I mm-hmm. in the middle of the court case as well, which is the worst time to get to court. So I was like, I'm not gonna stick I'm in the middle of a legal battle. I'm that's right there on him or me. And you know, and then I was like, well, I'm fucking fabulous. So whatever happens, my little apartment's going to be fabulous. And and I'm by myself and I have peace of mind. Like that is the craziest. When you start thinking like that. Yes. You know, I can channel stuff. I can watch what I want. I've got no one telling me I'm here right. because of the court case or this or that, you know. Yes. Um, that I fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. I mean, I could talk to you all day long. This has like really, truly been amazing. Like I, I, I want to be mentored by you, frankly. I'm coming to you. Oh, you're too kind. Oh my gosh. I'm sure that we have a lot that we could exchange and grow. And I mean, it's amazing when you get divorced women in a room, it's amazing how many things are similar, but also how much you can learn about the different stages, you know, and I'm really blessed. I think women, you know, people always say like women don't support women or women are hard on other women. But in this season, the way that the divorced women around me have said, you're going through it. This is normal. Of course, you want to go through this. You know, you hate yourself in the, today. You know, that's normal. You want to go back today. That's normal. You know, like you p- keep pushing through, keep pushing through. Like there really is a community here. And it's a blessing that someone like you is helping lead that charge with open conversation because you're saving and changing lives. Like it, it may not seem like it, but when I say saving and changing lives, I mean, there are lives that people have yet to start living that they would not live if it wasn't because of what you're doing. And that is really powerful. And so I'm, I'm grateful that I get to be here. I'm grateful that I can lend my story, you know, through my book, nothing is missing, but I'm just, I I'm just excited. I even get to be part of this conversation. And one more person who says, you know, I'm divorced and not dead. <laughs> you know? I'm living better than before. Right. We're thriving. And I, I think that that's just, you know, we're from completely different backgrounds from completely different worlds mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. have the same outcome. And, you know, wherever we are in our future lives, they're better than where we were. And I think that that That's right. is really powerful because for all of you out there, I think the ones that don't survive are women that have sort of pit themselves as victims from the beginning. Yes. It's, it's yes. mindset. If you are that victim, it doesn't matter what we tell you, you're always going to end up like that, sadly. Absolutely. Like you don't need anyone. And I mean, uh, I talk about it in my book, you know, towards the tail end because I couldn't ignore the divorce element of it because it was what was happening that it came when I separated from my husband, I left my home, my massive home and all my things with three suitcases because I literally was like, I, oh yes. Like I had like a 7,000 square foot home with, with, on three acres. I bought the lot next to me because I didn't want neighbors. I mean, I had a really nice life, <laughs> you know, very fancy life. And I packed everything up and I said, well, all I knew in that moment was I felt like something was still missing because we had everything, but we were still not happy. And I was actually really sad looking at my, I call him my husband, you know, my husband, and he was unhappy, you know, and I was like, I don't know what else to do to make you happy. Let me see if I can go find it. I'm going to go get therapy. I'm going to go take some time off, you know, and I found myself and I learned that nothing was missing and that I didn't want to go back and I was okay surrendering all. I'm, I'm with you. I'm living in a house a third of the size of when I was. That's right. Same here. And absolutely. It's my favorite house I've ever owned because 
Yes, every inch, every corner is filled with the wildest amounts of love and joy. And it's, I mean, and it was like I lived in empty space before, you know? I mean, I bought a big house because I guess maybe if I thought we lived on different corners of it, it'd be better. (laughs) And I think that's the truth. That's uh, sadly, Mm -hmm. I live in a beautiful pink palace. I couldn't ask for more, nor do I wish for more. And I think when I started younger, I only wished I wanted a private island and a private jet. Now I could think of nothing worse. I'm happy. It's, It's great. And I think that's another thing that, you know, you just need yourself. You just yes. be yourself. You can be your own. Nothing's missing. Yes. Thank you so That's much. Beautiful thing. It's been incredible having you. Literally, I'm blown away. You are the new Oprah. I am coming to whatever oh. next. Oh, I love you. You're so kind. You're so generous. I appreciate you. Thank you for the work that you do. You have no idea how you're healing hearts, and I'm grateful. Thank you. Tell everyone how they can find you. And I, how can we watch? I guess I want to go home, go back. I haven't watched the documentary. Yes, yes, yes. So you can catch all my things are, you know, available on TV, streaming, all that. But you can catch up to the full story, you know, on the Nicole Walters podcast. We've got all the details there. And then my book, Nothing Is Missing, is available for pre-sale now. And it'll be on shelves everywhere October 10th. Well, I'm buying it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Amazing to have you. Really, I can't tell you. I loved it. I'm going home to tell everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scenes action. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.